So there we go. If I talk like this, just go, hey! Okay, because I've, we really fancy him back and forth. I've got one of those things that fit on. So when I turn this way, it stays with me. When I turn that way, it stays with me. Simply because they were hardly getting any of my recordings. Because I was like, Okay, Isaiah 54 and verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. I want to start this morning by saying individual responsibility brings corporate blessing. So as you take responsibility for your life, your family's life, everything that happens around you, when you come to, to church on a Sunday, you bring that with, and then there's corporate blessing as you guys are in that place. So you know what? One person can cause lag. feels like a hand breaks on when you're pulling off. And so we need to be in that place where we're taking responsibility for the place that we find ourselves. Enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. What can that mean? Enlarge the place of your tent. I believe one of the things it means is that we need a larger picture of God. Too many of us have brought God down to our level instead of allowing God to bring us up to His level. Our, our, our picture of God is small and tiny and wussy. And God wants to lift us out of that. He wants to lift, lift us above that. We, we've, many of us have got to the place where we don't even pray anymore because we don't expect our prayers to be answered. Because prayer is a supernatural thing. It's not a natural thing. When you pray, you have to trust and put your faith in God and see that those prayers get answered. So we, we need a larger picture of God. We are dragging him down to where we are, and we have no, no expectation of him when we're in that place. Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can all ask or imagine, according to his power, not ours, that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus, Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. God, it's been one of the cries of my heart. Do more than I can think or imagine. Do more, Lord. It hasn't always happened, but there have been times when it has happened. Do more. I've, I've, I've got an imagination that the church is exploding. People are loving each other. The, the church is just covering the earth. As it says, and my glory will cover the earth. Who do you think he's talking about? He's talking about his children. And so for me, I, I think of those things. And, and, I, and I say, Lord, in my days, I want to see that. And it's a lot less days now than it used to be when I was, I got saved when I was 22. Now I'm 60. So it's many years, 38 years of serving the Lord. But he has done some major things in our lives, as I've watched him. When we, we planted a church down in Nelspruit, I was an engineer working for SAPI, and I went to go and plant a church. 
and God just began to grow it beyond what I could ever think or imagine. I thought I'd have these like 10 people that I could have a, a home group in my house and that would be great. No, God said that is not going to happen. Today that church is about 3,000 people. God has just done an amazing thing. Especially the guy that I handed over to. He just took it where I could not take it. But God had used us to break that initial ground open. So we need a, a, a larger picture of God. We need a larger theology. Guys, what's your theology of God? Do you have something that the sovereignty of God? I understand that. Uh, the, the, the wrath of God, the love of God. Do you understand those things? Have you studied them? It's very difficult for leadership to uh, try to get people into those things. They don't have the time. But you have time. It says in, in Acts 2.42, we all know, it says they devoted themselves. Not the leaders, the people devoted themselves. And so we need to be those that are devoting ourselves I'm very nervous, so I'm drinking some water. <laughs> I'll make you laugh, and then you think, oh, no, it's not really true, but it is. <laughs> we need a larger commitment to the truth and the power of God's Word. One of the things that I've really enjoyed over the years, and this is an area that God has really used, Patty and I, has been in the area of deliverance. We have seen demons go, not because of us, because of God in us. And it's, it's an, for me, it's just like every time it happens, it's like, yes, Lord. Uh, there, there you are again. We need a larger vision. Come on, guys, we, we're all living like this, especially with this COVID that we find ourselves in now. We're all living in our little boxes. We need to break out of that. If we can't do it physically, we can do it spiritually. We need to break out of those things. We can't have a lager mentality. You know what that is, eh? Where they used to put all the wagons around in a circle and then they stood their ground while the oaks came against them. We can't live like that. We can't be holding ground. We need to, as the word that Patty brought about, when the ark of the covenant begins to move, you move behind it. Because you've never been this way before. This is new. We need a larger prayer life. We need larger capacity to cope with criticism, opposition. We never talk about those things, those things in church. And when we go to work, we face those things and we think, well, uh, I can't handle this. No, we need to ask God for a larger capacity to handle those things. We need a larger capacity to take things to God that we would like to speak to other people about, but actually it's gossip when we get there. We need to take it to God and the person that you're wanting to talk about. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. I've got to tell this story. When I was in the army, I did a defense force training. So... Um, they had us all staying in a tent. There were 14 of us, seven double bunks in a little tent. And I want to tell you in the morning, when you woke up, 
It didn't smell good in there. It was compressed men eating not good food. And even, never mind, the, the guys never used to shower because it was so cold. So we'd do exercise and sweat like crazy. I'd just go lay in the bed just like that. And so the first thing that the corporal had us do in the morning was drop those tent flaps and allow the wind to blow through. And you know what? When we are Christians and we become all closed in and I don't even know how to say it in English or Afrikaans. Um, but it's, we become a stench. Oh, the mark. Okay. I'm all shook up, baby. I always told Greg I wanted to be in the worship group. He said, no, you can't sing. Well, I definitely can't play an instrument. <laughs> so... We need to drop those flaps and allow the Spirit of God to blow through our life and to blow through the congregation that we're in, to blow through this church of Josh Jen. Amazing things are happening, but if we don't allow the Spirit to move, we're not going to see God finish what He wants to finish. We are going to stand in the way. We're going to keep our tent flaps up. We're going to smell. We need a larger dependency on the Holy Spirit to allow Him as He flows through. I've always been someone that just loves the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, sometimes to the detriment of uh, the Word. Uh, Andrew always says you get those Spirit people and those Word people must try and be in the, I try and be in the middle, but my, my tendency is towards the Holy Spirit. I just, I just love those goosebumps. And don't you? Who doesn't like goosebumps? When you get really good like me, you get goosebumps on the goosebumps. <laughs> we need to lengthen our cords. I forgot this morning, Justin, but I haven't forgotten today. Okay, so lengthen our cords. Often we just think that we're going to add something on and that's going to make it longer. But sometimes God wants to untie knots in our cord to make it longer. Those knots are sin in our life. We have to undo those things. So that we can begin to allow God to work in our lives. Get rid of those knots. Get rid of that sin. We need to strengthen our stakes. Why do we need to strengthen our stakes? Have, have you, if you, you're a camper, I'm not really a camper, I must be honest. Uh, I sneaked in Josh Jen, I don't really go camping, because Josh Jen's like a camping outfit. Uh, I, I, Patsy and I like, no, we do glamping, we don't do camping. And, but when you've got a tent of a certain size, small tent, and the ropes are long enough to put into the stakes. Suddenly you enlarge that tent. Now the ropes don't reach the ground anymore. So if you have wind that comes blowing, it's going to blow your tent away. 
So for, first of all, we have to lengthen those ropes. We have to get rid of a sin. We have to get rid of the knots. We have to get rid of the things that are stopping us from enlarging. And then we have to, we have to drive those stakes down further into the ground than what they were before. And so for me, stake speaks of, what does it speak of? <laughs> values, our values. Those things, when, when God wants to bring increase, when God wants to enlarge, when God wants to blow with His Spirit, He's got to anchor that thing down with values. Otherwise, the tent will be lost, the people may get hurt, and all sorts of things. So for me, the first value, there's a whole lot of them, but the first value is the thing of genuine repentance. Sometimes we have people, yeah, I repented, and we look at, we watch over their shoulder, and things continue to happen that happened in the first place. Kevin said that there needs to be fruit of repentance. We need to be able to look at your lifestyle and say, there has been change there. I'm nervous again. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. But you know the exciting thing for me is it says, when there is genuine repentance, God will bring refreshing. But you know what the horrible thing about refreshing is? It means that you once were fresh, and now God has to bring refresh. So... If you're finding yourself in that place where you once were fresh, but now you, you're not moving into everything that God has for you. You're not fresh anymore. Kevin actually spoke about fresh. Patty had a word this morning. She didn't share today. Yeah, I don't know why, because it was the same as Kevin. Um, she said God wants to do a fresh thing. And she didn't say that because she knew what I was preaching. She said that in the Spirit. In the book of Hebrews, in chapter 6, it says, Therefore, let us move beyond elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. We see that repentance from sin always leads to faith towards God. Guys, to get saved, you had to repent. To be forgiven, you have to repent. To have guilt lifted off your life, you have to repent. Repentance is actually a gift from God. It's not something that He makes us do. It's something that He's given us to overcome these things that we find in our life. We need that. And so, but there's so many wrong ideas about repentance. People think if they cry and they, they look all sad, and that's repentance. No, that's, that's worldly sorrow. Repentance is a change of mind in the New Testament with the Greeks. And in the Old Testament with the Hebrews, it's a change of direction. And so repentance is a change of direction, a change of mind, and moving towards God where we were actually moving away from Him before. There has to be that. There has to be that. I, I want to tell you something that repentance does as well. I've found this in my life. 
is when I'm being independent of God and I'm doing my own thing, it takes repentance to turn me around and make me dependent on God. There's nothing else that can do it. That's the gift that God has given to us. As I said, forgiveness cannot take place without repentance. Demonic, I've, I spoke earlier about people being delivered. If they have not repented, that leaves a door open in their life. They will not get freedom. They will not get freedom. You have to close those doors, otherwise you get the... You, there's deliverance that happens, but then it says seven worse come back. And I've seen it with people. Oh, yeah, I've repented. And God brings deliverance, and then before you know it, there's seven worse. That much worse than what they were. If you look, if you look at in, in, in the book of Revelation, all the letters to the different churches, they, it says... What does it say? <laughs> Doesn't that look good? It says to overcome, you need to repent. Repent and overcome. They go to all, all of those letters. And so we need to be those people. Repentance leads to revival. Greg, can Greg come up here and play for me? I used to love it when I was... When I was in Durbanville, if I was struggling, I could just call Greg. Greg says I'm doing well. Imagine now what I'm going to do now with him up there. Uh, just the organ. Whenever I preached in Durbanville, when I was still here, the next week I'd get a phone call from Russell. We need to have coffee. <laughs> No, I'm joking. <laughs> Only sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> the next, with Greg up there, the next value that I want to stop with is that we need authentic worship. We need authentic worship. Not this thing where, yes, brother, praise God. No, we need authentic Authentic worship. God first when we worship. God first. I, I can't handle it when people leave, leave church and you hear them talking and they say, oh, worship wasn't that good today. You know what? Worship's not for you. Yes. Worship's for God. First and foremost. Worship the way God desires. You know, you don't have to worship the way Josh Jen tells you to worship. You have to worship the way God desires. But then you need to go into God's Word and see how He wants you to worship. You know what? God's so excited about you and me. And yet we hold back from Him. We hold back from Him. Instead of just launching into orbit and allowing God to do what He wants to do. We need to worship in truth and in spirit. 
You need to worship with your body. I used to be able to jump right through worship, but now I get home, my back goes, oh. I put in steps in my shoes, I do everything. Oh. There's something about being 60. <laughs> I wonder if you guys could just bow your heads quickly. Maybe there is some people among us today. I'm not saying there is. Maybe there's some people here today that God is convicting you of a sin in your life today. Something small, something big. But you know, God has got His finger on my life. And until I change that, I'm going to struggle to go forward with God. If there's anyone like that, I wonder if you could just stick your hand up. I want to pray for you. Thanks for being courageous. Lord, I pray for these wonderful people that have responded to your word. Lord, we know that you are a God that desires response. And so as they've responded today, Lord, I pray that you would help them to come to a place of repentance and then be able to move out of the sin that they find themselves in and moving back towards you, Lord, with a complete change of mind and a complete change of direction. I, I also like the fact that I don't know you guys, so I don't know if there's visitors here today. If there's anyone here today that's never surrendered their life to Jesus Christ, I wonder if you could stick your hand up. Then one last thing, then I'll hand over to Kevin. Andrew did a teaching last week on healing, gifts of healing. I must be honest, I don't have a gift of healing. I pray for people that are sick and I've seen them recover, but I don't have a gift of healing. For me, the gift that God has given me is a gift of faith. I'm able to stand alongside people in terrible conditions, financially, whatever place you find yourself and you need someone to stand with you in faith. I've, we've, Patty and I have seen many people uh, fall and conceive children that haven't been able to. You say, oh, that's healing. No, I, I believe it was faith. I believe it was faith. I, I had the faith for that because I've seen it happen so often. And so if you hear this afternoon, I was going to say this morning, if you hear this afternoon and you need prayer, there's something that you need God to break into your life and bring change. I wonder if you could just stand up if there's anybody. If you need something, a financial miracle, uh, you're trusting the Lord to, to fall pregnant, whatever the case may be, don't be afraid to stand. Don't leave here and say, oh no, I didn't stand. Yes, Lord. I thank you for these folk that have stood, Lord. 
Lord, you know what they need from you, Lord. And this morning, I want to come alongside them and I want to help them to lift their faith that they could receive from you the gift that you have for them. So Lord, I lift them, all of them before you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for those that are trusting for you to touch their lives. In whatever way it is, Lord, just come right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Holy Spirit, just come upon these people right now. Just touch them, Lord. Touch them. Touch them, Lord. Lord, I want them to experience you in a physical way, Lord. In an emotional way. In a spiritual way. I want them to know that their God has touched them. Their God has reached out and seen their prayers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, Greg. Let's do it. I'll sing, finally. <laughs>